As an artist, the only mistake you can make is to quit. That's what I believe. There's no other mistake. If you quit, that's a big mistake. But if you stick to it, you can always come back to it and you can make things beautiful. Bonjour, Anine. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is a place for Native folks to tell their stories, share their gifts, and how they found their purpose in life. And it all centers around amplifying Native voices. Exciting times, Cole. How are you doing? Doing very, very well. You know, I just I'm just getting off a of vacation after... Uh, getting married. Uh, it's been over a week and it, we're still going strong, so it's it's going well. Did you have a chance to be lazy? Oh, you betcha. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, a lot of brunching because we had to, you know, try to slim down for... Uh, <laughs> for what? <laughs> so I could fit into my dang suit. And then, oh. <laughs> um, which was still pretty uh, dicey. We hung out in Stillwater a little bit. We, you know, just hiked around, walked the doggo. It was great. Just not having any any responsibilities for just a little bit. And this was your staycation, week-long staycation honeymoon. I'm glad you're able to do that. And I have to thank you for not only playing music during the ceremony, which is lovely, perfect, but also okay. for being the hype gal at the <laughs> at the dance party afterwards. On the dance great. floor? <laughs> uh, you know, that's me. With the dance floor, with karaoke... I had a luncheon today I went to. I was like one of the first people up to get food because you know how people are like timid about things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's time to it's time to go here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, you had a good playlist going. So, you know, I danced for about three hours <laughs> and felt it the next day. But, you know, what's all this working out for if not to be able to dance? But how, how are you doing? Let's get oh, to you. Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just hanging yeah. in there, just doing, just uh, excited to talk to another person who does audio and music production and who's a recording artist and does all this like mixing, mastering, all this stuff. So, um, in audio. And uh, so that's who we get to talk to today. We get to talk to Derek DeLille. He is. Like I said, a recording artist, he loves music and sound, and he's done some podcasting. That's actually how I met him, through New oh. Native Theater and their audio plays. Uh, they did an audio play of mine, and he interviewed me. So we're turning the tables and interviewing him, somebody who's passionate about audio. How about that? And he's recording himself. So the audio should be just crispy. Oh, I like it. I like that crispy audio. <laughs> We're spoiled today. I like it. All right. Well, here he is. Buju. Anin, Jawanung Banesi Indigo, Mushkazibing Nindunjaba, Dush, Kabikong and Danungom, Mangan and Dog Dame. Southern spirit bird is what those spirits call me. My name's Derek DeLille in Jaganashimo. I'm part of the Wolf Clan. 
Right now, I am based out of southeast Minneapolis, and I'm really happy to be with you and meet you guys. Nice to meet you, too. So it's a question we like to ask a lot is uh, just, you know, how, how are you and your family doing during the, the pandemic during 2022? We really got by well. Um, as far as I've seen around the community, I'm a people watcher. Mm. So a lot of people struggled more than I think we did. But, you know, there was a struggle for everyone, I think. Um, we got by pretty well, me and myself. I think I'm such a community person. I've worked in the community for most of my life. I'm out in the community. It's what I do. I'm, I like to be with the people. So it was tough on me. I, I have to tell the truth. Uh, the two winters and then, you know, this coronavirus having us locked down, it was, it was a little bit more tough on me. I've never been depressed in my life. I've had some tough times, but I've never been depressed. But this, this really tested me, and I, my thoughts were getting a little bit negative, so I had to shake out the cobwebs, I, I guess, and, and kind of get back to it and refocus. And I'm really glad that summer is back and the world is kind of opening up again. And if you don't mind me asking, where does your family hail from? Uh, is there a tribal affiliation? Yeah, Mushkazibing uh, Nindunjaba. That's uh, Bad River. My people are all from Bad River. I never lived there, um, but we do have some family connections still there. Um, I did live on Fond du Lac Reservation, however, for 18 years or so. And I, I stay in that community. I call that home. Fond du Lac's my home res. Shout out to Fond du Lac. So you are a person of many talents. I know you do quite a few different things within the community. Um, is there a main focus that you have with your work that you would like to highlight? I think the main focus of my work is generally just what I stated, being with the people. Mm -hmm. I like to be, I've always been a kid person, so I love kids. As soon as I could, I was probably babysitting at too young of an age, um, but that's beside the point. I was doing that. People have always uh, looked to me for that. I've been a dad for a long time. Um, my oldest is uh, over 25, Just we'll just put it that way. And so I've been a dad a long time. I love to be with the people. I love to be with the elders and sit and talk to them. Mostly, I think, within that realm, I love the outcasts. Those are my people, uh, LGBTQ, uh, two-spirit people. I got to give a big shout out to them. When I see them come out in the community, the more quiet people, the quiet types, the nerdy types, those are the people I generally go and try to touch base with and say, hey, how are you? What's, what's going on today? I saw that you were a part of and helping with New Native Theater's Two-Spirit Powwow. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you do with New Native Theater and the maybe the Two-Spirit Powwow and how that went? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am the new artistic producer. We'll have two of those. So we're waiting on another hire. Should be coming soon. So look for that. Um, but I'm one of them. Artistic producer. I'm a full-time uh, employee now. And what I'll be doing a lot of is programming, project uh, managing, um, community engagement, 
uh, putting things together. I always say um, when I come to an organization, I like to think of myself as the Anishinaabe army knife. If you need it done, if there's some kind of weird stuff that just needs to get done, I'm generally that guy. And I, I like to be that guy. So that's kind of my thing right now. My involvement with the Two-Spirit powwow was very simple. They gave me a budget. They said, uh, let's, let's get some coordinators and take a hands-off approach. So that's what I did. I, I got the coordinators together. I made sure everyone was, was uh, comfortable. I asked, what, what can I do? If, if you need anything, especially when it got close to time to hustle, um, I, I offered the muscle. So it wasn't really me. I got to give a big props out to the coordinators who really rocked this out in one month planning time. It was amazing. They did excellent. And so is there anything that's on the top of your mind right now, Derek, as far as um, what you are either working on or interested in? Is there something that you're geeking out on? I still geek out on my own music uh, always. If is Whenever I get time, I try to sit down and create. Um, I still like to write music as far as work goes. What I'm basically going to be doing is learning as much as I possibly can within the theater field. I want to be doing some seconding. I want to be doing some shadowing and get in there and just see the background on how things work. I'm getting out there and actually seeing a lot of plays. We just saw Cambodian rock band. Oh my goodness. BIPOC mm -hmm. uh, theater at its finest. It was, it was amazing. I got to give a big shout out there. If, if you can go see that show, it's, it's awesome. I went and saw some puppet work done here recently and also, I'm going to be doing a workshop with puppetry. So oh. it's going to be a lot of learning for this first, I think, year or so. And also working with people on ideas they have. If they're going to be writing a play or if they have ideas on, you know, things in the theater field. Anything theater, I'm willing to listen. That's going to be my job. And then let's see if we can make a reality. And audio plays, by the way, which you were working on as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. The audio plays I did, I, I think I took part in three or four of them. It started out to where I was passed off the work and kind of edited a little bit and had a couple of ideas. And then as it progressed by the last play, it was totally me. Um, so... It was really nice to be a part of that because that wasn't something that was in my bag yet. But getting into it, I think we spoke about that before, about like old albums and listening to old skit albums and comedy albums. I had that in my mind from a very young age that when I heard those old albums, I was like, wow, that's something I would love to do. So when I had this chance, when they asked me to, to do that, I was just elated. I was just so excited, like, yes, please, I will, I will work as hard as you want on this work. So it was, it was definitely a, a culmination of 
a lifetime, I think, of, of just knowing who I am and kind of sticking with it. I think that goes along with, with my story is, uh, you know, there's been a, a few rugged times in life, but just to push through and be who you are. And I think creator really has, has told me that all along to just, my boy, you're, you're good. I, I put you there to be who you are. Just be that and, and you'll be okay. I'll, I'll find you a path. Just stick with it. And so my job is just to stick with it and keep, keep going with it. And I think coming of age plays a big role in it, in the maturity. And I really just like the work. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And today we're speaking to audio and theater producer... Derek DeLille. Obviously, you know, audio is a big part of your life. Uh, could you talk about that? Like what got you into audio? I, I heard that you're a self-taught recording artist. Yes, sir. I think I was about 13 years old. I go over with a buddy. He calls me. He says, we're going to go babysitting. Come on, hang out with me. So funny that that comes up again, babysitting. <laughs> and so I go over and I'm walking by the i'm i'm guessing the the man of the house's room and i couldn't believe what i saw he had this total studio in this room and you know i'm 48 so this is many moons ago i couldn't believe that he had that and i kind of looked in there and i studied it and i saw that the computer was hooked up and he had his guitar and he had his keyboard and he had his headphones and everything was just blissful to me I just wanted to get in there and start, you know, monkeying around with stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think from that point right there, I thought, wow, that is so awesome. That was my first thought. But now that I'm older, I'm realizing that in the back of my head, what I was, what I was really saving as a memory was, that's what I want. That, that's what I want when, when I come of age... I want that. So I think that plays a big role in, in having what I have. It's, it's, uh, I don't believe it's much. I have a small room. I do have some nice studio speakers. The, it's, it's hodgepodge. You know, I work with Pro Tools, and now I'm almost totally digitally recording. Um, I'd, I'd prefer analog, but maybe we'll get there at some point. <laughs> And uh, it was a work over the years to just gather piece by piece and, and really nurture that for me. Because I, I think if, any, if anyone's having troubles in their life, I always, I always try to guide them in the fact that I want them to treat themselves as their own kid. At the end of the day, you know, mom and dad can't always be there like when you were a child. And I think when you do come of age like that, it's another thing of you have to be mom and you have to be dad and you have to keep yourself right and nurture yourself. And if you can nurture yourself, I think it goes a long way to nurturing your people because they get to see you and they get to want... They, Who knows if a kid walks by my room 
and says, you know what, I want that. And I think that's a big part of it. Uh, you also mentioned um, songwriting. Uh, I'm curious about, you know, your musicianship. Like, uh, you know, do you, what kind of mu- instruments do you play? And, uh, you know, how do you, you know, approach songwriting? Well, I started out with a keyboard. I, I played drums self-taught at five. So I always had a, uh, a knack for drums. I love Five-year-old drums. with drums? Five-year-old. <laughs> I'm walking down the alleyway. And this guy has his drums out, out in the summertime. And he sits me down. He gives me one really quick lesson. And he, he just lets me play for that whole summer, basically. So by the end of that summer, I'm, I'm doing really simple beats. And from there, I didn't have a drum set until I was, I think, 40. I didn't buy myself a drum set. But I always thought of the techniques in my head. So when I bought that drum set at 40, it took me a day just to kind of get acclimated, but I could play that drum set. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think it all comes from love. I got a keyboard back in 97, 98, and I started out note by note. One note, what goes with that? Another note. And then what? what? So I, I really just learned by ear and whatever sounded good to me. And what, what I could do with it once I recorded it and manipulate those sounds. Now, that's where I think my, my talents lie a, a little bit strongly, is in the manipulation of sound. So I play keyboards pretty terribly. Um, I can plink and plunk around on a guitar, and I can find what, what I like. Um, very little strumming. But I can find some chords on both, and I, I make it make it sound good to me. And the biggest thing I do is polish them up. Once I get what what I think, all right, that sounds pretty good. Then I put it in, and I polish it up, and I I really show my love there. That's where where my talent lies mostly. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with audio and theater producer Derek DeLille. I have a question about self-teaching. Do you have a method to teach yourself? I know you mentioned, you know, just kind of finding what you think sounds good, but you know, you have some training as well. Can you talk about maybe the difference between self-teaching and then getting that more um, formalized education? Yeah, I think stick-to-itiveness is, is key. You just have to be who you are. And if, if you accept who you are and just keep doing it, you're, you're going to be one of the best, I believe. I tell kids this all the time because I'm still a kid person. I let them know that once you find what you want to do, you stick with it. Another quote, I guess, as an artist, the only mistake you can make is to quit. That's what I believe. There's no, there's no other mistake. If you quit, that's a big mistake. But if you stick to it, you can always come back to it and you can make things beautiful. And I think with self-teaching... I think that's the biggest key is just sticking with it. And if you're going to do music, I think that's the biggest key is to do what sounds good to you. 
and, f- and find that and fine-tune that. And then you can get into, I mean, even Google our YouTube videos. You know, there's tutorials. There's people that are willing to teach. There's, there's all sorts of other artists out there that you can be around. I believe if, if you're around the music and the people that do the music, you're, you're well on your way. So I think that that's a really good road to go. I did work with uh, Liz Jocala and Jeremy Gardner at FDL TCC in the ODAS studio. So I got to give a big shout out to the ODAS studio. Um, we did a lot of studio work there, a lot of recording, a lot of engineering, a lot of video. We did a lot of video mm-hmm. work. Um, Jeremy Gardner, JG, just an awesome talent over there. I, I love that guy, man. He's, he's a good friend of mine. Liz Jocla is, is like a sister of mine. They really pushed me to, to keep going and be better and go. Just go, just go. I've been seeing that you also had uh, involvement in the Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Yes. Could you talk about that and just what that means to the community? So that was something new for me. I think I was offered that position and to come in as an assistant manager. And I thought, well, yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I'm out in the community. That was my first thought. That'd that'd be really nice. I didn't realize the depth of that work and how special that work is. I did end up being the, the market manager. And, you know, food sovereignty, getting getting good, wholesome food out to our people, being in the community, um, being at the market in the mix on Franklin Avenue in our cultural corridor is just a thing of beauty. I, I always coined it as kind of like a mini powwow each Thursday during the summer. And there's just so many things going on there. It's beyond food. We did have a few artists come out. We've had a band come out for our open house over there at NACTI. So big shout out to NACTI and all its staff, awesome staff over there. The depth of the work for me, I, I think of it more of as, as a movement because I want to live healthy. I want to live more healthily. And I want that for my people too. I want, I want my people to live in a healthy and wholesome way. And this is a big way that we can get that out there. And I, I just really didn't realize how deep that was for me. So I really, really loved the work. And to learn everything behind the scenes, working with the staff and all they do to make that happen is, is purely amazing to me. Well, Derek, I saw you recently got married up. Yes. <laughs> to an amazing human being. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Any reflections on your recent nuptials? Because my brother, Mr. Cole Primo, got married last Friday. Oh, wait. Yeah. Last, last Friday. <laughs> yeah. Any reflections on that, Derek? One of the most, most beautiful times of my life. For sure, we had some 
some big names over there, which was very nice. And it was it was really nice for everyone to get together in a good way and do something just so beautiful. It was it was so beautiful how that ceremony was done. It was all done very very traditional, but it is 2022 and I think the if I had any reflections from there, it was just love was in the air and it wasn't it wasn't just me and my my wife. It was it was everybody. It was it was absolutely beautiful. I think I uh kind of relate to that cuz it's you know 2022 coming out of well I don't want to say coming out of pandemic just yet but it just feels like people are really excited to get out there and to to enjoy each other and to to party you know yeah yep yeah. what i hear coming through our conversation is just a lot of focus respect admiration for community and you know i think that is so foundational to what we do and how we like move through the world and how we l- seek to contribute um, is with that focus on community. I think I think it's a driving force in my in my life. I really do. I, now that you say that, that really thank you for saying that, Leah. That's that's really a, a very nice observation, and I I think that drives it home for me a little bit more of. Of just who I am and and what I can offer, I wanna, I wanna be able to offer my people something, and I want. I think we spoke about this our last interview. I want, I want us, all of us here in this interview, to be able to be, someone to read about in two hundred, three hundred years, and say, hey, you know what were, what were those Anishinaabe doing back then? And we'll we'll be pretty sacred, I think. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, Derek. You know how how good is life? You know, I mean, life can be really, really good. And I'm really appreciative to be here and just be a part. And I really wanted to acknowledge, you know, all the ancestors that got us to where we're at. And, and fought hard. I mean, they they had a hard time getting us to where we're at. So definitely want to acknowledge that and, and think about how good life is and how this earth takes care of us. How good is life? Well, Chimigwech, Derek DeLille, we really appreciate you taking time to chat with us and kind of uh, share what's going on in your life and how you're contributing and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was good to talk to you guys. and Good to meet you guys. I mean, I wanted to add that, you know, life is great. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Our show wouldn't exist without people like you in the community doing great things. Oh, miigwech, miigwech. So thank you to Derek DeLille. He is an audio and theater producer, and he is currently with the New Native Theater. And as a special treat, we'll have a track called Confused by Derek DeLille to play us out today. I'm Leah Lem. And I'm Cole Primo. Miigwech for listening. 
My life without music is clueless. Creator told me move it or lose it. So I just gotta do it. Keep pursuing. My life's work is more than therapeutic. At times I joke like Jerry Lewis. People are asking what's Derek doing? But I keeps it moving. Native Lights, where indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And if you heard, then you knew it. My brothers were making tapes, so I was like, bro, come on, students. Making music for the love of it, and I got them pondering.